Coordinates Found, the Outdoor Parent Podcast. Hi, it's Jelaine, your host of the Outdoor Parent Podcast. This is our final episode in the Backyard Rink series, and it covers something I hadn't known much about, synthetic ice. I asked Jerry to share his experiences in hopes that we can all extend our ice time by utilizing synthetic ice. Jerry Dove. I uh, live in a little town northwest of London, Ontario. Uh, so we are in the snow belt. We're not always in the ice belt this year. It's been quite cold. So I did. Um, that's where I am. All right. Uh, how many years total have you had a backyard rink? Built my first backyard rink when my little guy was four and he turns 14 in a few days. Oh, wow. 10 years. <laughs> so you're you're a bit of an expert. Uh, who who primarily uses the rink that you have now? Do you mostly your kids? Do you have neighbors, friends? Yeah, no, just uh, for the most part, my is designed for my kids to use. Okay, so how many years? Because you had mentioned previously when we were talking online that you had started with ice and transitioned to synthetic how many years did you do ice and how many years have you been doing synthetic i did ice for one two i believe it was only about three years moved for a couple of years uh and did some more ice that was just a different location uh, okay a little more challenging and then i thought oh I enjoy this and the kids are getting the most out of it. So I moved to synthetic here, uh, let me think, three, four years, three years ago. And it's obviously a bit of an undertaking, but have no regrets for doing it. I've since moved, so I have taken it down and we'll reestablish it here where I'm living again now. Okay, so for the people who have never heard of synthetic ice, can you give a real basic description? Sure. Uh, it's also advanced quite a bit. I'm kind of a technology nerd, I guess. I like advancements and, and uh, increasing intelligence. So my sons were taking part in a, a shooting facility in the city of London, and they had some synthetic ice there. And mm -hmm. it's essentially two by two or four by four sheets of a polymer material. And I think I spoke to the gentleman who kind of started the place. And for me, I, I don't know, I have a thing about 10,000 hours you got to invest 10,000 hours to be good at something so, mm -hmm. or a professional. So for whatever reason, I went the synthetic route after speaking to him. And uh, the only difference, so I went to a more advanced polymer. I think mine's 5 eighths thick, and so was that. So 5 eighths, uh, 4 by 4 sections. My rink is 20 by 40. So that's actually the size oh. of my original first uh, ice rink. And stayed the same size, but then I added some boards and... Uh, a little more advanced polymer the difference being that skates don't heat as skate blades don't heat up as much on the they just call it a self-lubricating polymer which is a little bit more advanced was there a main reason that made you switch you said that you saw it in person but what what was the deciding factor uh truthfully the, the factor was two things um the first was i moved and originally in the place that we moved into the um, spot where I put the rink was very unlevel. So I tried to grow it. However, the slope was just too much mm. uh, to put it on. So that was obviously not the major uh, decision maker, but finding level 
and uh, for whatever reason, we have very high water rates where I live. So I uh, don't mean to be cheap or thrifty, but it was getting expensive and, and not mm-hmm. having a lot of success because I had about a foot and a half of fall. Oh, wow. And then I think I, I wanted to go bigger regardless. Um, I started working a little bit more too on smaller area games. And I know that's where a lot of skills are developed as far as the hockey use goes. So level was obviously nice. And then we didn't have a lot of winters here. We're in the snow belt, but we didn't have a lot of winters here um, for a number of years. And the challenge is when it thaws and the water will stay in the rink, but you know, there's plastic that's flapping or different things that kind of bother me. And I like my property kind of neat and tidy. So mm-hmm. uh, leveling with a synthetic rink, I spoke to the gentleman selling the material and he said, well, you just build a primitive deck underneath it. Uh, and I like things, I think for eyesight, I like things to look kind of nice and level. Uh, and as if they're, uh, some care has been taken for their aesthetics. So um don't get me wrong the synthetic rink is much more expensive but as far as time of use obviously you got 20 or 12 months uh 24 7 use of a synthetic rink and you might get maybe two or three months we've had a really good start to january here now so with lockdown in ontario kids are out on the ponds but um Mm. it's still not 24 7 uh, experience and i found my kids improved a lot with uh off ice stuff it just changes a different focus on your game so Seems to make sense. This is a very new concept to me. I've obviously seen videos and and looked up online, but I've never personally been on um, off ice on synthetic. It just seems like a really good idea, though. So that's why I really wanted to talk to you today. Where things are going to be moving towards since everyone's having such a hard time with the climate and having really weird winters. (laughs) Can you explain your current setup? I know you mentioned the size, but what do you, roughly, where do you have it? You said you have a base deck built underneath. Just go through and kind of describe what you currently have. Yeah, no problem. Um, I live in an area, well, I was living where I had it before I first built the rink. Um, Two things. Uh, You don't want a 40 by 60 or 20 by 40 ice rink on on a deck. Uh, with some kind of structure to support it to um, have it look not like a total eyesore for your neighbors. It still looks like an ice rink. So Mm -hmm. a few things that I did, I put it in the backyard. Uh, I had a kind of a rural property with some really nice uh, conservation type atmosphere, old growth trees. So I actually bought used Mm. six by sixes because they were weathered. And then I uh, put it in the backyard and I even got, you know, decorative powder coated black plating to hold those together. So it looked kind of fit the environment. And then the rest was just Mm -hmm. pressure treated, obviously, before the COVID lumber prices, which was positive. Uh, Pressure treated lumber. And then um, I put it in a 20 by 40 spot. And then it basically, I put it on deck blocks rather than kind of concrete pads. So I leveled each deck block and... uh, Built the deck surface, had a gentleman help me level it, which was important. And then, uh, so it, it, I think the surface of the 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 the, uh, the ice surface itself at the lowest point was probably about level with the one end at the ground. And then, because I had to dig the one post out in the one extreme corner, and the other end, mm-hmm. it was only about, I would say, a foot to a foot and a half off the ground. So 
I bring that up because uh, you still have to level it, obviously, right? But uh, mm-hmm. and then I had some structure to support, as I said, that, that was um, some beam six by six beams for the corners to hang lighting, and I got a uh, there's a sports screen. It's a company that makes a drop down screen with a net on it for them to shoot on and not take up too much space with a full size net. What is the maintenance like? It's two pieces. Water and snow won't run off the rink and neither will leaves. So I put two doors in, uh, two kind of looks like a regular rink door. Uh, And one of those is to have kids go in and out. The other one is to remove excess and unwanted material being number one, snow, number two, even rainwater. I mean, ultimately it's very close to and should be very close to level so water doesn't run off it. So you have to kind of just, I didn't get around to it, but the next thing I need to get is a squeegee. Um, so a two foot squeegee for like a dairy barn or something to, to push the water off. It doesn't hurt anything. Actually, it helps with a little bit of lubrication, but you don't want a kid laying down and falling on it. That's all. So that's there. And then obviously in the fall, I was in a heavily treed area. So you have to blow a lot of leaves off. And I actually had to scrub the surface a couple of times because as you can imagine, any dirt or grime that gets on the surface um, because it's outdoors and I was in a particularly, there's a lot of walnut trees. So you get a lot of like a soot from the walnuts. And so I had to get off and actually pressure wash and, and kind of scrub the surface a couple of times, just because it was a, there was a lot of kind of debris in the air from the fall time that uh, just makes it look messy. And also um, it would fill in the little crevices with some, some dirt that would grind down their skate blades faster. Mm, okay. So, so basically Keeping it clean and keeping it clear is the the main maintenance, and that's going to be with any rink, really, <laughs> besides the rainwater. But you yep. you pay for that for using it year round, so that's not not bad at all. Yeah, no, and leaves, of course, in a regular conventional ice rink are your biggest enemy, right? Because yeah. it's not, it melts the ice, so it's no you still have to get them off the surface. There's no question. Yeah. Have you had anything unexpected that you were like, oh, this is great because of this certain thing? So maybe list a few perks that you've seen from it. Yeah, no problem. Um, I would have to say it. you'd have to give it some credit for the way that a puck moves on the synthetic ice, first and foremost. Like, you don't get that from a driveway. And I, I know it's, you know, today's, in terms of hockey, this game is so fast and there's so much feel and skill and and the puck moves very well more so than if you were shooting on a concrete or or pavement driveway uh, in terms of kind of unexpected benefits or what have you Uh, that's definitely one piece and then like it don't get me wrong there was some some challenges within my family during the pandemic but during lockdown it was obviously nice to get out because they closed the arenas right so uh, at least here. So recreation, you kind of take it for granted. I think we took a lot of things for granted before the pandemic, obviously the ability to go out and, uh, and just have some time to yourself in the back. And, uh, I think there's something about too, like when it's, it's in your backyard, I know it doesn't, you may not think about it as a, you know, a winter ice rink where you're, um, you know, it's in your backyard as a kids, people will come to that ice rink, um, you know, during the months of January, February, March as a Saturday afternoon things to do. Maybe the dads get together, have a quick drink or a bonfire, watch the kids play. It's a, a very good way to, to build the community and join in. But the difference in a synthetic rink is it's permanent. And I bring that up because the surprise for me was, you know, na- neighboring, I would offer for the neighbors to come over during, like, Hey, you guys, you want to come over and play? And then they, because it's there permanently, 
it actually gives you a lot of private time to work on your own game and skills. It's hard to explain, but it's just, it's a, it's a permanent 124 hour, seven a year, um, I guess, transition. And I've always been interested in the profession of sports. So it's a different way to look at it, but um, it really allows you to build your skills, but also not have the distractions of, it's a lot of fun to have pond hockey is the best sport probably in the world because it's wide open hockey. But as an example, you, you don't get the traffic you might think where people would be over all the time uh, because it is a 24 hour. I'm just a private person. And it surprised me that it's not um, the same draw as let's say an outdoor rink where, you know, and people aren't always as into hockey as, you know, my kids or myself. So um, it was a great, it was a great, Maybe get away from, you know, you transition from working to, from home to, it's actually a very good question you ask because, uh, yeah, as I think of it, there was lots of days where I was going crazy working inside all day. And, you know, as a grown man, grown adult, I would go out and shoot pucks and, and skate around a little bit. So uh, maybe a little bit of a pandemic positive and there weren't a ton for me. So that's, that's a good question. A lot of people forget about adults using any type of rink or any type of recreation, but you you need uh, you need a release somewhere especially in these times when you're stuck at home and having something so close that you can just hop outside even for a few minutes to get a level head is is really nice yeah like i said i'm glad you asked the question it makes you revisit the investment of time and energy Mm -hmm. and effort as a dad and as a community member it rethinks the effort of you know, it's not an expense. If it was a leisure expense, you would have gotten much less out of that particular investment during a very difficult time of everybody's life with the pandemic. Yeah, so. exactly. It, you have to look at it a little bit differently than most people do, where they classify spending money. The surface itself is actually, you asked me about the surface. It's, it's uh, remember that it's, it's, it's built to last seven years per side. So about 15, 14, 15 years in totality. Now that would be with daily use. Wow, that's okay? a lot longer than I thought. Yeah, I bring that to your attention because the polymers, like I said, I know there's always complaints about landfills on plastics not breaking down. Well, yeah. that's a positive in this case. So you asked about maintenance and I kind of left that particular piece out. But um, that's important to know because it's not a like you will spend a thousand dollars. And what people don't understand is the t- ice is I said to a gentleman next door there, he's got a beautiful backyard rink. And I said, ice is finicky. Natural ice is not like you just freeze it and cross your fingers. It takes work. It takes effort and uh, to maintain it where this, um, you know, it frees you up a lot of time. It's there, it's done and you're done with it. So um, I, I bring that up because uh, the next comment would definitely be on, for me, it was a family bond. Um We've been through some challenging times through the pandemic and just uh, trying to find a better relationship set up for everybody in the family. So uh, we were take I had spent some time with my my young guys there at uh, going to see some games in Detroit and and some pro hockey games and some local games, too. But more importantly, that rank more than ever became uh, it became a bonding thing because sports can do that to families. So it's a, it's a different way of thinking. And again, it's the permanence you don't think about. It's not. It's a permanent entity. So I would be very surprised. I, I mean, I don't have any problem sharing math with you. Are you in Canada or the States? I am in the States, but I'm in northern Wisconsin. So we are pretty close <laughs> to Canada. Yeah, no, I should have picked that up in your <laughs> I got a little bit of an accent. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Um, so basically, like, I, I'll tell you, I've done both and I've built twice. As, you can get a kit from 
you know, I went to Costco and got a nice rink 40 by 20 kit originally. It was a beautiful little $500 kit, did a great job. Uh, I put that up and used it for two or three years. Usually you, you know, you're usually going to poke a hole in a liner or two and it's not the yeah. money. It's usually the stress Yeah. because they don't sell good quality sheets just around the corner. Right. Yep. So I'm just bringing that to your attention because, you know, if you're 15, you're put your time in there. You're going to be 1500 to $2,500 a year in a rink. That's mm-hmm. just the number that I had in my head. I just work with numbers for a living. So I kind of. Uh, maybe track it or whatever, but uh, and my goal when I built the synthetic rink of the same size was to spend fifteen thousand or less. Now that's Canadian, so that's about I don't know what five hundred U.S. dollars. Not very much, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty close to that. But yeah, that gives a really good visual on you're you're going to be better off spending that chunk of money and not dealing with the hassle, and you have the not even including the time that you can use it, that you just have guaranteed, guaranteed ice time. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you got it. Yeah, exactly. Like I remember thinking, you know, cause you got to have hot water and you got it. So it's not mm-hmm. just, yeah, it's the, exactly right. It, it takes me a lot shorter time to blow the leaves off the rink and get after it with the, the boys than it does to, you know, do a flood or to uh, try to improve the, the condition of the ice like ice is finicky it's not maintenance mm-hmm. free it takes time it takes effort it takes energy and it takes some uh, patience is the other piece right we live busy yes. lives and mm-hmm. we live busy lives and um you know i'll, I'll tell you i'm kind of a I've always been a uh, uh i like technology i like advancements and i think that's what the synthetic piece does i had a self-driving tesla car there when i was driving a lot oh, and I, fun. Bought, I bought that not to to tell you that i had some kind of fancy car because <laughs> it ran on not gasoline at a dollar 50 a liter or whatever four dollars mm-hmm. is a gallon and no different when this it's the time so the preparation is very straightforward and uh, i actually broke that i beat that budget by about i don't know i didn't put my time into it but uh yeah if you the big thing is definitely you know not only do you have the size but it's 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 a permanent part of your lawn or your lot and mm-hmm. I, I loved it. Like I obviously had less grass to cut, but more importantly, it's an investment. Like you, mm-hmm. as you raise kids or you grow forward, you, you invest time and things into things that you enjoy doing together. And, and I haven't seen the results of it yet, but uh, my kids certainly have, uh, have fallen for the game. And now it's about, you know, you kind of take from that age of zero to 13 or 14 to get them started. And then they can take it from there as far as their passion and what they do with it. So all you can do is set them up as a parent and see where it goes. Yep. Yep. That's a good point. You, you just got to give them the tools and the experiences. And you, like you said, you'll see where, where it takes them. But I do challenge everyone to run the numbers a little bit. And even if you're just running the literal budget numbers, I think you'll, you'll be surprised <laughs> at how accessible synthetic ice might be. But then maybe after you've done the base number running, make sure you figure in your your time and the use time and then i'd like to see more people try it because i think it'd be worth their time and money yeah i mean remember that um a couple things are important like i was kind of kind of a distant family friend who was part of the hockey revolution going into the southern states into la and california so i paid attention to that as a kid and that guy said kind of left an impression in my head uh-huh. right it's kind of tough to flood the rink in california it's not going to freeze 
But also, like, yeah, so make sure I'm clear <laughs> yeah. on maybe what it consists of. I think you've got some pictures of it. If you don't, I'm happy to share them with you. But um, remember, that's a full set of boards, um, full surface. The surface is obviously the most expensive. The boards I bought from the same company and made them. Uh, and those boards, you know, if you mm -hmm. shoot a puck off those boards, it gives you the same feedback as a as a typical, you know, set of uh, boards in an arena. And then um, I put some lights up. So that's a done project with a couple of doors I mentioned. And uh, yeah, it's just hours of, um, you know, I think we need to change. Everything is going into screens and tablets and technology and less and less physical. And I grew up in the country. My father's a farmer and I learned the best experiences I had were outside doing stuff. So it's definitely, uh, you know, if it's a 15 year investment at $1,000 a year, um, that's a pretty cheap vacation or nightly uh, get out of the house. That's all. Yes. Yes. It, ju it just makes sense. It's not, it's not something frivolous or unneeded. It, it really makes sense for your family and, and your time. Obviously you should know if your kids like to skate first, but, <laughs> but beyond that, then it's something to consider. Is there um, any unexpected challenges or a downside that you see where real ice is better than synthetic ice? You know, I've, I've heard and read a few, you know, advanced skating coaches and that kind of thing that will say, you know, you shouldn't have your kids skate on that because um, it's not the same as actual ice in terms of the feedback it gives your body and your your mechanics. And I'm actually just getting into a, a little bit of a business venture here myself where I start to work on some training with people a little more advanced. So I don't disagree with, I, sorry, I do disagree with that. I think it's a bit of a myth only because the the polymers have gotten a lot better and skating is no different in my opinion than one's way they walk down the street or way they communicate just like Jelaine has a a bit of a Wisconsin accent it's not a, I'm not being negative it's that's just what makes us unique and and I I personally believe that you know I enjoy that more uniqueness in people not the similarities so um that's one thing is just complaints about, you know, how it affects your skating. Um, and my, my thinking on the topic is that, you know, that extra time you spent honing your skills, training your micro muscles, learning, you know, muscle response and different things because of more frequent use far overrides uh, your ability to skate. I had struggles at first to skate on it. One thing I will, things I can tell you is the original surfaces they came out with maybe five or six years ago, um, the product was great. You could get on skates, you could make it work on a, a lot of people would buy, like there's a place in town here that has a kind of an older retail location. They just put it on the concrete floor under some gym rubbering. So it got, it has some feedback, which is a fantastic facility. Um, however, on the first ones, you weren't able to um, skate backwards. You couldn't skate backwards on the surface uh, for whatever reason. And I think it's because it was uh, softer material and um, it didn't give you the right feedback because, you know, I actually think that a C-cut for a reverse skating stride is much more uh, downforce required than uh, just because I happen to skate backwards better than I skate forward. But um, it, so what I'm saying is, you know, the first kind of sets of polymers that came out, when you put that downforce in your skate to skate backwards, you would basically lock up or fall on your butt. Um, now, this is probably the third or fourth generation material, and, and even I can skate backwards on it with ease. It's fantastic material. Yeah, and it's probably 
Not probably. It's something that's always going to be improving and evolving, like you said, to keep up with the technology and to keep up with how things are changing. It's just good news. It's only going to be getting better. Absolutely. Like the plastics and so on. Yeah. I mean, look at your plastics and everything from cars to everything and, it, and not just in it, but it's been evolving the whole time. Mostly. And also the other thing too is over time it tends to drop in price, right? So um, that's something to consider as well. Okay. So my last question for you is someone who's just starting to consider this. We talked about budget and such, but they're just starting to think about playing with synthetic ice and what do you recommend they start with? What do you recommend they research or think about before they make the jump? So the big thing is, I mean, you can buy the sheets in either four by four sections or eight by eight sections. And, and so my, my thinking is the first and foremost you want to do is like companies sell little two by two sheets for your garage to do kind of a little bit of puck passing and stuff. I think you should start with and go out and find yourself Four by four sheets is the right size. So four feet square. The reason okay. I say that, Jelaine, is because the different manufacturers have different ways to make the sheets attached to one another in the way that they're grooved, if that makes sense. Ah, uh, yes, it does. So if we have Jelaine's Ice Company and Jerry's Ice Company, the way we keep our our product proprietary is we we make different different ways to outline that four foot section, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So if you find a polymer that you like or you research it, and I said I will give you, I bought hockey shot stuff, which was fantastic. And okay. um, and basically you go in and you find, get. I would recommend the first thing that somebody should do is buy four sheets of it. Four sheets. Okay. So you're 16 square. You are four by four times four, mm-hmm. right? And I, mm-hmm. I bring that up because... Uh, so that's 64 square feet, I think, um, because yeah. then you'll know, you know, once you figure out, okay, that's what I want. And I have the certain, more importantly, I have the manufacturer that I want. It's in, manufacturer is important because if you can't buy their products for whatever reason, you may or may not be able to expand the size of your rink mm-hmm. and what you're comfortable with. So the way I would approach it, if I were doing it again, I just happen to, I'm a research kind of brain. So but that's important. So find the surface that you like to use and you can find them around. You can go try them out. There's different places that have them around most major cities. And then find out who manufactured the surface. Start with a, a four, four by four sheets. And if you're happy with that, then you can expand from there uh, to a more major investment, right? That that makes total sense. And what what would you advise people if they want to search to see if there is synthetic ice somewhere? Should they just simply Google it? Since you're a research buff, what is the easiest way for them to find some ice to try? That's a great question. I think I just looked up, yeah, synthetic. Like, I think what happens is a lot of the manufacturers will tell you where they are. Ah. So they'll say, like, you know, there's one up around Barrie, Ontario. They put it on a lakefront community. They put a a trail in a trail of synthetic ice for the winter time in case there isn't the oh, same, right a skating trail that's such a good idea yeah no for sure and then any major kind of hockey city whether it's i'm sure i don't know wisconsin that well i mean chicago is not that far from milwaukee i know that regardless mm-hmm. they all have some surfaces you can check out um, okay. and use and then i mean the, the internet is fantastic, either through YouTube or different pieces. But the kicker is going to be, can you skate backwards on it? 
Um, how do people feel about the wear life of it? Because one way to get the cost down is to get thinner material or cheaper polymer, right? Um, mm -hmm. There's a way to cut corners there. So I hope that helps. But yeah, on the internet, you can usually find a synthetic ice surface near you. And that if you can't, go on the manufacturers by Googling synthetic ice and you'll soon find out, you know, where they've installed a, a worthwhile amount of it. You could go and try it out. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Well, that is all of the questions I had for you. Thank you so much, Jerry, for talking to me about this. I have learned so much and I'm going to need to start looking into this a little bit more because you have me thinking now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem at all. Happy to hear. What a wealth of info Jerry shared. I know I'm personally inspired to look into synthetic ice after learning more, and maybe you are too. Thanks for listening. <laughs>